Welcome to the Bold Dreams Held Loosely podcast. My name is Taryn Watts. And inside this episode, we are exploring how motherhood can be the fuel to finding your passion. I know in my own experience, having kids was the fire that I needed to take a bold step forward in pursuing my passion as a coach. And I realized that in order to raise brave humans, I had to really show them what it looked like. And it was really motherhood that was such a catalyst for, for those changes for me. And now running the Mind Rebel Academy, what I've noticed is that more and more mothers are experiencing similar stories where their, their, their journey of motherhood in all different stages of motherhood have really been this, have really served to ignite this fire inside of them to find what they deeply yearn to do. So inside this episode, I am joined by my co-host, Michelle Terrio, and by a fellow MRA alumna, Pamela Burwash, who is a values and mindset coach. And we dive into all sorts of topics inside of motherhood. We talk about hiding behind motherhood. We talk about how this stage of life can serve as a catalyst for your growth and full self-expression. We talk about the incredible value of modeling for our children and how to take care of ourselves with this like exquisite self-care. We talk about mommy guilt. We, we journey all over the place and explore all sorts of mom related topics. And we hope that you will find the nuggets of wisdom that you need here. Pamela Burwash is a ICF associate certified coach, and she is someone who used to look outside of herself for answers. She's now passionate about helping women identify where they want to go and who they want to be by looking within and accessing their deepest wisdom. Her values alignment framework helps her clients define their core values and non-negotiables for their life to get clear about the next steps on their path. To learn more about Pamela, you can find her details in the show notes below. We hope you enjoy. Let's dive in to motherhood. Motherhood. Um, as we were preparing for this, you started talking a little bit about your, we, I feel like we all, we, we all have these different journeys of motherhood and yeah. how motherhood has really been this catalyst for, I don't even know what we're calling it. It's this catalyst for, for finding ourselves, for like discovering who we are, for redefining ourselves. Um, and so, so you, you were starting to tell us a story. We actually had to stop you because we had so many questions and we wanted to ask you the questions here. Okay, so tell us about your your journey. So when I was having my son, my firstborn, eight years ago, I remember being at a point in my life where I had been wondering what my next step was. Like I knew I wanted something more, but I was still in the phase where I wasn't looking inward. I was looking out, right, mm -hmm. and, and asking and trying to find what that was for me. And I remember thinking, okay, I've, I'm going to have this maternity leave. I'm going to have this time with my baby. I'm going to have this time to figure it all out. And I love that. Eh? I had the same thought. I'm like, I'm going to have all this time to figure out my entire life yeah. and exactly what I'm going to do next. Yeah. yeah. And in reality, I was a very, very anxious new mom. Mm -hmm. And so that was not even in the realm of my thinking. Mm -hmm. And so coming back after that, um, I came back to that same exact moment, right? So I hadn't gotten any clearer about where I wanted to be. I hadn't gotten any new perspectives. I was just jumping back into what I had jumped out of in terms of work and feelings and all of that. And still in that kind of looking outward moment. Fast forward a couple of years, I am expecting my second. So again, I'm going off thinking this is the time that I'm gonna explore this. And I'm gonna come back so like knowing exactly what I wanna do with my life and how I fit in and and maybe more a sense of purpose. I really didn't have, like, didn't really know what that was for me. Um, again, I now have two kids on a maternity leave trying. Definitely more self-assured this time. I think mm -hmm. round one definitely was very helpful. Um, but didn't explore that. And so jumped back in. And so rather than this kind of exploration into what I wanted to do being this one pivotal moment, it was just a series of little moments where 
I myself was being compromised in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't fully showing up how I wanted to. And that for me was like, round one was being a very anxious mom, looking outward again for answers, not trusting myself. Um, round two with my daughter, Regan, it was a bit different, but I was still not showing up the way I wanted to. And so maybe in, you know, long story short here is it wasn't this one kind of Mm -hmm. pivotal moment. It was all of these little events that was, that kind of added up to a point where the line was drawn in the sand and it was so deeply drawn that I knew something had to change and I wanted to make that change at that moment. And I had been someone who was, you know, I read, I read all the books (laughs) and I felt like I was doing the work, but I looking back in retrospect, I really wasn't. I was like taking it in. I'm very much a doer personality and I wanted to just consume more and take it all in and I wasn't really being with it. So I don't know if I was really integrating it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So so I see that that resonates with you. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, continue though. But what's interesting is that there came a point in time where I was like, yes, this is the time for integration and this is the time when things are going to change. And part of that was signing up with MRA Mm -hmm. and doing uh, practitioner and then coach training. But even just slightly before that, it was kind of recognizing that I matter as an individual outside of all these hats that I wear. And it took a long time for me to get there. Mm. Yeah. It's, um, I, I feel like Pamela, you and I have very similar, like we're both very, we do. Mm -hmm. We're, we're both Three, right? We're both threes in in Enneagram. So like whenever you share your story, I'm like, oh, yes, (laughs) yes. Um, And it's for me, it was, it was, you know, when I had kids, I thought I've always wanted to have kids. And I thought I, this was, this was finally my purpose in life. This was it. This was like, it was my purpose to be a mom and to like have these kids. And that hyper, when you put your purpose in something outside of you, for me, I became hyper, I don't know what, how the anxiousness, what that was about for you. But for me, it was like this. Um, so all of a sudden on my, in my first maternity leave, my world got really mm. small and I was almost obsessive with things like naps and like fresh air and what he ate. And it, it was, I put everything in this human and I, I, I lost me. I lost myself. Um, this, this like anxiousness that you felt, what was that for you? Similar to what you're describing, I feel like it was really something that I'm still working on. This is a growing edge is control. And it was all about having control because I think underlying all of these things was just like I didn't know who I was, so I was trying all of the different ways to show up as the right mom. Mm-hmm. And that was like, okay, doing the napping a certain way, feeding him a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, making sure he was doing the play groups and having play dates and doing all these things. And meanwhile, I was just spreading myself thinner and thinner yeah. and thinner. And again, not showing up in the way that I really wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. What was it for you? Mm. Okay, what's really funny is... Listening to both mm-hmm. of you has made me uh, have some new realizations that I wouldn't have been able to express before listening mm-hmm. to you. First, very different from the both of you. I'm like, wow, like you know, the the I was not the um, uh, nap schedule mom, control, whatever. For me, uh, but I really relate to little pieces of what you're saying. For me, I deeply wanted those babies. And they were everything I thought they were going to be. They really were. Being a mother was so deeply satisfying. It was everything. I actually felt like I resented the pressure to have to be something else other than a mother. I was like, why can't I only do this? Really, really, really Mm. believed it. Um, 
however, what I'm re- what just occurred to me, what I'm realizing is, is that um, I wanted to hide behind motherhood a little bit too. So as much as it was, you know, when you say like my purpose is to be a mother, I felt like I went from my purpose is to be a mother, wait a minute, no, my purpose is to be me, and now I'm strangely circling back to, and part of being me, my purpose is to be a mother. It's like I'm doing this circle, but in in that beginning period, there was a bit of like an unhealthy balance of um, motherhood was a great excuse not to care for myself. Motherhood was a great excuse not to face myself. Wow, yeah. Um, and it was, it is so wonderful and so meaningful and also um, it was like oh also a way to keep myself small because I was afraid to be all the other things my soul yearned to be Um, and now I feel like, so there's this like middle period of real, like centering myself in my own life, selfishness, um, that was so essential. And now I'm coming back to a season of motherhood again. It's like funny. There's like this renewed yearning to be a mother, not to have more kids. I keep like always making that distinction, but like I like yearn for motherhood again. Does that make sense? So, okay. So this journey that you went on, mm. so it started through motherhood. Um, like this, this interesting distinction you're making about hiding behind that, not to face yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you know, there was a, there was like a boiling point in your life where it was like, okay, it's time to be with myself. It's time to face myself. And that, that time became a a time of deep, like selfishness in the, in the best way, like selfishness in terms of all the things you were doing for yourself. And now years later, you're circling back to this yearning for motherhood again. Thank you for clearly reflecting on that. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And you're saying that and that actually really resonates because if I – and maybe it wasn't as long of a journey, like it wasn't maybe as long of a time span, but I feel like I'm I'm with you and that's really hitting home for me because the last, call it two years, was, okay, now I'm ready to discover and do the work and really look inward and figure things out for myself and – Funny enough, I never thought my purpose was my kids. Um, I wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, I was, again, looking outside for that purpose for so long. And then finally got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check in here. This is probably the last place I haven't looked. And, and now I've come back with this renewed sense. Um, and I think that's because I'm just so fully committed to knowing – who I am, what I want, what drives me, how I want to show up as a mom, and in all of these different roles in my life. Mm. What, what it, okay, so when you were in that place of searching for purpose outside, what was purpose tied to for you, if not motherhood? Um, success. Mm-hmm. I think being a doer was like, I needed to like jump to this next level of success. And here's the funny thing is that I didn't really know how to articulate what success meant for me. Yeah. And I think that's a really great learning for me and all of us is like really understanding what success means for you is very different than what it means for me or for you Mm -hmm. or for like for any of us, right? And redefining that. And there's no one way that it should look. And so I remember one thing that you had said early on in the program where it was like your purpose is really just to like be yourself and to fully express who you are. Mm -hmm. And you do that through motherhood. You do that in your vocation. You do that in all of these different outlets. And it was like, huh, this is so simple. 
and I was mm-hmm. looking so far beyond what was right in front of me mm-hmm. that I did, that I missed it. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. Mm. What does success mean to you now? I think it's waking up and getting to do what I want to do, which is be with my family, which is having a career that is fulfilling and um, purpose-fueled and having meaningful conversations and closing the day and feeling like, wow, like that was that was wonderful. And also knowing that that's not every single day, but knowing what that feels like to me, bringing myself back there when it's not achieved one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. How, what, what is success to you? In general? Yeah. How do you define it? Mm. It's really funny. It's like that is not a question that feels as important to me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's funny. I'm like, oh, success. I don't. I don't think about just the three. It's like, it's a very, it's a very, it's like, what do you mean? Of course it's about success. What is success? Um, But like, okay, so what is success? So what is, what is the important, what is a meaningful question to you? What feels good? What feels good to me? Mm. That that's, I think that's my question. Success is like, I, I guess success is what feels good. Yeah, so what feels good? And so what feels good? Ooh, what feels good to me? Um, Freedom feels good to me. Freedom in every, like, you name the way that, I mean freedom and, like, I mean it. Like, all the freedom feels good. And um, you know what? You know what feels good to me? Okay, actually, this is success. Here's, here's the answer. You know when you watch a movie and people live in an isolated little um, homestead before electricity was invented and they don't run their lives off calendars? And so they're just, they're just flowing with their family and their chickens and their goats and they're, they're, there's, there's no outside structure they have to conform to. They just they get to follow their instincts. They're free to follow their instincts in in how they feed themselves and how they raise their kids and how and how much they rest and how much they that is success. Wow. And that is what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Um you said something earlier off off camera. You said that you get to now knowing who you are, you get to raise your kids the way that is aligned to you. Mm-hmm. And that could be different for all of us. And I think that's really, I think that that statement is so important. Mm-hmm. Like when we get right with ourselves, when we get aligned ourselves, then we can, like Michelle, <laughs> I can see you raising your kids on your, I mean, this is kind of what you do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what you yeah, do. It yeah. is what you do. Yeah. And it's so different than, it, but it's right for you. Yeah. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's purpose. That's like full. So if, again, if we think about purpose as this thing that is not outside, I am not, my purpose is not to be the best mother in the world or the most successful this or, you know, if our purpose is not on the outside, if our purpose is to first and foremost remember, come back home to who it is that we really are and then self-express that in our many outlets. Motherhood being a massive one for moms, right? Motherhood is a huge outlet to self-express. And like I found some of my deepest moments of joy in motherhood in in like actually quite stressful moments with my kids where mm. I get to, if I'm aligned and like remembering and like <laughs> I get to like practice and express who I am as like a patient, understanding, listening, compassionate mom. And like those moments where they're having, a, you know, a tantrum or, and I'm like able to drop into that and experience myself as that are just as magical as like the beautiful moments of like connection and cuddles and love. Mm. 
you know? And, I, and dare I say more powerful for your kids and memorable, yeah. right? Mm. Because how incredible for them to see it, you're modeling it, right? And you're giving them the tools. They won't not have to go through those big feelings. Yeah. Right? We all do. And I think that's part of growth. That's important. Mm. But I think if we can model to them the tools that they can leverage in those times, yeah, that success is apparent. That's huge success as a parent. Mm. Um, one thing we see, I mean, you're an example of this, is one thing we see at the MRA is we have a lot of moms. Like it, and it's this, ca- there's something that happens. Like there's a catalyst. Mm-hmm. It, it's like this catalyst for change. For me, it was, I actually loved these two humans more than I loved myself. And at, you know, at that time, and I, I, I wanted to be a good role model for them. I wanted to show them what it looked like to, you know, put myself first and know who I am and like fully self-express myself to the world. And, um, I just noticed there's like, I mean, there's, there's, I guess there's, there's two, there's two buckets where one, we can get lost in motherhood and just like drown in motherhood mm-hmm. or it can be, or until it becomes a catalyst for change. I think that's what it is yeah. until it becomes a catalyst at any stage, at any stage of motherhood. Mm. Um, what this, like going back to what you were saying about modeling, like modeling this mm-hmm. behavior, what what do you think your kids see of you now? I think they see someone who's happier. Yeah. Like first and foremost. And my son and I are so similar. He's very deeply feeling. And um, to be able to speak to him in a way where he feels validated, heard, and understood. Mm. I recognize that I wasn't doing that before. And so I think they're getting a better version of me. I think they're seeing that. And we all have our tense moments. Like, of course. I think we had a tense moment this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And they happen, and that's okay. Um, But I have the tools, and I think now he is learning these tools to better understand himself and how he's feeling. Um. And I think that's going to just be that beautiful ripple effect of doing the work. It Like it's – before it was spilling over in a bad way, right? Mm-hmm. It was this feeling of dissatisfaction that was spilling over to my career, to my personal life, all of these things. And now it's this like overflowing cup of joy that mm-hmm. is like coming out and spilling over and rippling out. Mm. What about you? So for me, if I think about, okay, so I go back to when I was just swimming in motherhood with nothing else. And part of it was so wonderful, but I was hiding. It was like, I love, I love the description of the different outlets because I was like, oh, I can express in this outlet and it feels good and I don't have to worry about any of these other outlets. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be in motherhood. Um, and until one day I'm standing in my kitchen with my ex-husband and we're having a conversation and somehow for that conversation, I kind of, I'm like outside of my body, listening to the whole thing, listening to the way he's talking to me, listening to the, what the energy the kids are hearing. And there's this knowing of, Oh, this is what I'm showing them. Uh Oh, Oh no. Oh no. My daughter who's in like a high chair at the time is, um, is soaking this in and this is a model for her. Oh no. And I think that was that, that moment just stands out in my mind. Things didn't instantly change in that moment. I think some years went by, but like a little seed Mm. was planted. Something happened there where I think that's the first moment where I realized, Oh, 
I have to take care of myself so she can see a woman who takes care of herself. So she, I need to, I need to honor myself so that she can see a woman who honors and respects herself. So that, so yeah, so they, they, she and my children were a catalyst in that way, very mm-hmm. clearly, like very precisely and, and, and clearly. Um, it's funny, like I became more selfish, but like, uh, but, but first because I knew I had to do it for them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, I yeah. became more selfish because I knew I needed to do it for them. And then as the ball started rolling and I realized how good it felt and I realized how amazing it was to take care of myself and be healthy. And then it like created this momentum where I'm like, wait, I matter. Wait, I matter. <laughs> I, ma- I matter. And then... And then actually, it really did not become about them anymore. Then I wasn't taking care of myself for them. It's become, this is just for me. And oh my goodness, these outlets, oh, they feel really good. Some, you know, equally as good as motherhood, just as important, you know, just as sacred. Mm. Yeah. What about for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so s- similarly for me, it was uh, the the yearning that I felt was it was um it was a, a I wanted this self expression in vocation. I was so deeply unhappy with that outlet of so I like I so resonate with what you mm-hmm. were saying around just like the almost the groundhog day of, and Mm -hmm. I remember going on mat leave with Cooper and being like, I'm going to have this figured (laughs) out. And then going back and I'm like, Oh, I have nothing figured out. And then going on mat leave with Shay. Wasn't that extra discouraging because you had this, this year. Yeah. Like what what, what did you do with that year? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I don't know why we think we're going to have all this, like this free time, but it wasn't until I went back to work after Shay was born where, you know, I I remember these moments of really thinking, maybe I am not brave enough. Like maybe I'm mm-hmm. not, maybe my work in this world, my work in this lifetime is to, is to set such a strong foundation for these two little humans and encourage them to go follow their dreams and follow their passions and do what sets their souls on fire. But like, maybe I was just meant to create the the container for that. And, and I was meant to stay put in the safety of the job I was in and the, um, and it, it was, it was just a, a, this, for me, it was like this line in the sand moment that I, if I, I, doesn't matter what kind of, you know, structure I put in place for them. If I don't model it, like giving them the chance to do it, Mm -hmm. like modeling it is the best, the best chance for them, Mm -hmm. right. To, Mm -hmm. to see, wow, okay, my mom can do it. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is, I can do it. I can do this. And that's, that was the fire. That was like mm-hmm. the thing that was stronger than me and stronger than my fear to say, I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to do, I'm going to like really focus on this outlet of my life of vocation because there is so much, I felt so much untapped potential, so much yearning in that, in that outlet. And I just like, my soul wanted to, I just wanted to self-express through that. And and that's what it was for me. Mm. Now, sometimes I wonder though, I'm like, oh my gosh, have I scarred my children from entrepreneurship? They've got two parents who have like <laughs> deeply followed their passions and which is maddening in some days, but, but at least they know like it's possible. It's yeah. possible. Mm. And I think we can tell them all day long the thing we want them to know. But I do think showing someone, like your actions, you know, if I say, Callum, are you brushing your teeth? He says, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm in the bathroom, but I'm kind of playing with the toothbrush. I'm dancing in front of the mirror. Yeah. But if he shows me with his actions, I know exactly what he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We always use that line with them, right? Show me with your 
show me with your actions. Don't just tell me with your words. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's literally the lesson that we're trying to impart. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Showing them what's possible. Michelle, you said something earlier about uh, selfish. What does like what does being selfish in motherhood? I'm going to ask you both. This is like I like this question. What does being selfish in motherhood actually tangibly look like for you? What does that mean? Like, what does it look like? Mm. Oh, it looks like um, it looks like deciding to go have a shower, a long, luxurious shower, even when whatever, like doesn't matter. Even if, you know, like two things, two things are true sometimes. It's like, you know, we're talking about wanting how special it is to be there in the moments where they're upset and, and being these mothers who can be there and hold space for them and help them, you know, model what it's like to regulate their emotions or get in touch with what's true. And then there are other times uh, where someone might be having big feelings but I choose that <laughs> this is going to like sound bad, but I choose that right now I'm choosing not mm-hmm. to be the one who comes in and has a conversation with you. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to take care of myself first. I'm going to go have a really long shower and I'll come back. And the reason that, um, I don't know, something about that feels really important to me because being there for those conversations in those moments really means a lot to me. Like it means a lot to me. I want to be that mother who when they are having an emotional breakdown can sit and hold space and ask them questions and help them connect to their own wisdom. That matters so much to me. And sometimes there's moments where some emotions are flying or kids Mm -hmm. are overtired or they're fighting or whatever, where I decide that in that moment, my emotional regulation actually comes first. And that means, um, that means going to have a long shower or going for a walk or putting them to bed, you know, or something. And that feels really scary and really stretchy. Um, Yeah. But that's that's what it looks like and there's discernment there mm-hmm. I don't mean like if someone's actually yeah you know spiraling out of control like I, I you know there's discernment you pick the moments but yeah it means actually prioritizing my emotional well-being my nervous system regulation someone um I didn't ask permission to share this story, so I'm not going to share her name, but someone I know told me this story uh, the other day. I I forget in what context. And she was sharing that... um, She was sharing that she realized she was saving the good quality berries for her children and Mm. not eating them herself. Mm. And then she realized, like like feed myself the berries and I was like oh yes and I think it's like I don't know it's like weirdly relatable like feed your children eat scraps yeah you know or like give them the good berries and whatever and so being selfish in motherhood also looks like oh I deserve the good fresh raspberries or um my body's craving Cabbage stew. Mm-hmm. My kids don't like it, but you know what? I'm making it anyway. True story. I deserve to be nourished. So yeah. really, me first, my body first, my yeah, me first, my my, my preferences, my preferences. That's yeah. That's what it looks like. And put that way. I think we need a new word for it because that put that way. That's like the most loving thing you can yeah. do. You're saying that and it's interesting because I fully resonate with what you're saying. And I think if I would have – if you would have asked me what guilt, mother guilt is previously, I would have said like, 
oh, probably like not being there at certain times or, you know, taking a night out and, you know, feeling like I should be at home or, you know, doing things like the right way and or not doing things the right way. And I feel like I'm leaning towards more than with what you're saying is not that it's a guilt. It's like this empowering feeling to be able to say to our kids, like, you guys are resourceful. You mm-hmm. can figure this out. Mm-hmm. Mommy's going upstairs right now. I need to walk away. Yeah. And I think there's so much power in that for myself, <laughs> right? And there's there's a bit of relinquishing control because then I don't know how the situation is going to unfold, but I have to trust in the tools that they have learned um, whether from me or from whomever, um, and that they are resourceful and capable on their own to do these things while I'm prioritizing my needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels radical. Yeah. What, what is, what is, you're right. We do need a new word. Mm-hmm. I see, what's the word? It's not, it is not selfish. That's, that's, that's the old word. It's aligned. Mm-hmm. It's like aligned motherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, if I think about, if I think about, yeah, it's like, it's I, Mandy's, Mandy, I, Mandy's behind bold. the camera here and she's got a big sign saying, it's bold. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's bold. Yeah. And it's aligned and it's um, holding them whole. You know, I, th- I keep coming back to all the coaching principles. We, they are whole, capable, mm. resourceful, and creative, right? Like, they have the wisdom inside of them. They don't need to be fixed or put back together or, you know, they and, – and, and holding that space for them by yeah. going upstairs to let them sort mm-hmm. out their own thing while you go take care of your needs is so empowering. Yeah. It's so empowering. What is bold, aligned mm-hmm. motherhood look like for you? Hmm. You know what? You just said the word guilt, and I, I just had this thought that I haven't felt mother guilt in a long time. Mm. Great. Yeah, I haven't. Mm. I, I I haven't felt that in a really long time. I I there's like ridiculous things I sometimes feel like like I'm the mom who forgets the kids' snacks on game days. I'm the mom <laughs> always. I am the mom who like brings the dog to the game and like the dog poos on the on the like field and I have no bag. I am the mom like the other moms text to be like, it's picture day, remember. Like I am that mom always. <laughs> but I so sometimes I'm like, oh, when my kids come home and they're like, I was the only one without pizza at school. I'm like, that I feel slightly guilty about. But I don't feel guilt otherwise. Like I don't have mm-hmm. that. I, and I used to have that intense guilt, mm-hmm. but now it's like, um, when they, when they see me prioritizing myself, you know what I even, I don't even know if this is right, but I, it feels good. I even like it. I, I want to show them my human. So even when I'm like, you know, we all we've all named our rebel minds like in our family we've all we've all got our own rebel minds or even when i'm out of alignment or i'm i'm not feeling my best i want to be able to communicate to them and say here's what i feel right now and and i'm going to go take my journal and i'm going to go light a candle and i'm going to sit there and i'm going to just feel my feelings and feel my mm-hmm. emotions you go do your thing but i want them to see that mm-hmm. like i want them to see the human like the full human yeah because then it normalizes when they have big emotions that they're working through. And that, yeah, when you're an adult, you're going to still feel the big emotions. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, don't, I can't even remember what the context of the question was, except that I think showing them what it looks like to prioritize yourself and um, – be with your emotions, be with your feelings, work through it, support yourself, go for the walk, take the long shower, go, you know, you, you, you've, you've got a a weekly girls night golfing, like Mm -hmm. go doing those things for yourself. It shows them how to, how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Mm. And it gives them the permission to have the feelings. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting because I feel, um, I feel like my language, my parenting language has changed a ton. 
Uh, and that is a very clear distinction from when I was gifted the tools through MRA. So thank you. And so oftentimes if they have a bit of a squabble or something, we will, rather than saying, oh, like apologize, right? Mm -hmm. That just doesn't really sit in our yeah. house. It's ask them or tell them what you need right now. Oh, I and love that. what is interesting is that in those moments where I'm not feeling like fully aligned or I've maybe had shown up in a, you know, not the way I wanted to, or I'm feeling extra emotional and they're asking me about it, they will say like, do you need a hug? Oh, you know, and, and I love that because yeah, they're starting to put those things, like put these tools into place for them. Yeah. Right. So they're At starting to like age. start to hold space in a way that is very different. Mm. So mm. going back to that modeling, I think it's huge. Yeah. And the only way we can do it is just like, there's no faking it. There's no, no faking it. It's, it's, it's embedding it, doing and, it. Yeah. And that way it's not selfish. Like you're saying, it's not. It's it's required. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pamela, before this conversation, you said, I wasn't the mother I thought I would be. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious about the mother you thought you would be. Yeah. Then the mother you were realizing you were being. And also now the version of motherhood that is like most aligned and bold. Yeah. Oh, I love that I question. I love that question. <laughs> so I think I really thought I was going to be the mom with, you know, the crafts and the sleep <laughs> schedule. And when I saw myself trying to force that, I was coming up against all of these like, this is not me. This is not who I am. I'm not showing them how I'm actually feeling. And so there was that like reconcile that needed to happen. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is the mother that I am now is, is messy and emotional mm -hmm. and real mm -hmm. and human and. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's much better than I could have. anticipated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's not the cookie cutter. I, I can so resonate with what you're saying. It, the image of motherhood of like, you know, the cookie cutter mom with all the crafts and the baking and yeah. the remembering picture day and yes. all those things, yes. you know. <laughs> um, you're right. It's like, I so resonate with that. For me, it's not perfect. It's just, it's like far from it. It doesn't look like out of a magazine, that's for sure. But it's just. But it's so good. It's so good. It's so real. It's so yeah. true. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Here's another question for both of you. Okay. So I think there's a common theme of, um, or at least for me, these things that I thought I owed my children, which turned out, oh, like actually, these actually aren't things I owe my children. Um, you know, or what those things are have shifted. What do you feel you really do owe your children? Ooh. Being my truest, authentic self. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Exact, exact words. Mm. That's what we owe our kids. Yeah. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. And first and foremost, we owe it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think from that place of beautiful spillover, mm. it is gifted to our kids. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to talk about that piece a little more. So there's the like, okay, what we owe is actually, <laughs> you know, just our yeah. us taking care of ourselves and being our aligned selves. And then there's also this, we do hope we spill over all these beautiful gifts onto our children. What do you, what do you hope to give to your children? Mm. I think the understanding and knowing that they can do life their own way. Mm. And whether that's how I modeled it, um, 
But if it's aligned to what their truest version of themselves mm-hmm. is, then like mom is so proud. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all we want, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is for them to discover who they are and for us to be in such alignment that we can catch that and like hold, hold space for, for that when it, especially when it falls outside of like our preconceived notions of what we wanted them to be or do or you know show up in the world and when we're in alignment we can honor them and like their fullness and and then give them like outlets as many outlets as we can create for them to or you know for for their self-expression mm-hmm. yeah what are, are there any other gifts? I don't even know if gifts is the right word. Yeah. Are there any other gifts that you would love to spill over out of you onto your kids? Mm-hmm. I, so coaching skills, learning coaching has been the best indirect parenting tool mm. <laughs> yes. ever. I think every parent should learn at least some basic fundamental Authentic listening, powerful questions, <laughs> just a couple of fundamental yes. coaching skills. Um, I the, So the gift I just want to spill over, I just want them to feel so seen mm-hmm. and so honored and so heard in every, every aspect of their humanness, whether they are showing up not so great and or showing up as their most aligned selves. Like I just want them to feel so freaking honored. Mm. And scene. That's it. What about you? Beautiful. Yeah, I think both of you just described, like, I think I would just be kind of like mishmashing your words. Mm -hmm. Like, for a while, I thought, I remember telling you this, for a while, I thought, um, I thought I couldn't have wishes for my children because I thought it was like me overreaching and Mm -hmm. like, wanting something for someone else's life and and then uh some conversations with you helped me realize oh that's not true at all I can have wishes they just Mm. have to be like really aligned wishes that what all of those wishes have to do is support and empower them to be who their soul most wants to be like help them to bloom into the person that them makes them the happiest help them to step and express into the person that um, just like knows they are so capable and trust themselves and just can self-express in this world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I wish all of that for them. Um, and there's also, I realized a few things like, okay, so I wholeheartedly agree. The only thing I owe them is me being my aligned mm-hmm. self. I hope I can do the best job possible of helping to create the environment where they learn to trust themselves, Mm -hmm. learn to express, know they're capable, know they're deserving. And there's, I don't know what you call them. There's these like secondary things. So if that's all true, like what, what am I actually like going to provide for them? If these are the important things. And I made this list not too long ago of, I'm going to make sure I give them sunlight to like boot them outside once in a while if they're inside too much. Uh, I I want to give them really cozy beds. Mm. I don't know why. They're just like mm. these like little things. I want them to have cozy little beds. I want them to have nourishing food. I, wa- I want to teach them how to get a good night's sleep because I didn't know how to do mm. that for myself. I want to um, – I want to um, – I want to create the conditions where they can form a good friendship or two. I want to, um, I want to read to them. I want to, um, oh, oh, and I, and I just want them to have clean water. There's <laughs> these like weird little simple homey mm-hmm. things that like, these are, these are the only, these are the only important things mm-hmm. that I really have to do. I want, I want to give them. And all the other list of all the other things that I ever thought were important just don't really 
exist anymore in terms of like the rights sports or activities or this or that or the right schedule the wrong schedule the are you oh gosh I don't know all the other things are just so secondary just to these like really simple pure little basics so much freedom in that Mm. which is what you most desire yeah 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 oh that's interesting you're saying that and If I think of like what my drivers are, what my non-negotiable values are, mm-hmm. that's what I would love to impart on my kids, a sense of what their values are. Mm. Um, so they can come out making decisions and choices from this aligned space. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Without attachment. <laughs> it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, ladies. You've re... I, I, I don't know. Having this conversation reconnects me to just like my... How I want to express in motherhood and who... How I want to continue to show up as a mom. Mm. You, this is... You guys have actually... Um, it's so funny, the like paradox that exists mm-hmm. in things. Like I'm leaving this conversation with like... A, an even deeper yearning to yeah. express even more. Like there's, I there's there's new levels of growth for me in motherhood. I feel mm. it. Like when you're when we're talking about how you show up for your kids, I'm like, I can, I can do better. Not because I'm doing a bad job. I owe it to them. There's guilt. There's whatever. But like, there's an inspiration. Mm. And when you're describing how I want to show up for my kids, how I want to, when you're talking about the tools your kids are using now, I'm like, yeah, I want to give that to them. Mm. And um, it's really interesting how, what what I notice, and I, I told you both this before, but it's really glaringly clear right now is really caring for myself, really being in alignment, really embracing selfishness and putting myself first when there's no more obligation I am feeling the pure desire of I want to pour the energy in and I think that is that just feels like such the key it's like everything you're doing Mm -hmm. is because you want want to Mm -hmm. do it and um just hearing both of you is making me it's sparking it. It's like there is more I want to do in motherhood. Yeah. yeah. Now that I've handled, now that I've handled the rest of my uh, outlets and the rest of my life and I'm cared for and I have extra energy spilling over, this is a place that I want to keep pouring. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and listening to the Bold Dreams Help Loosely podcast. For more information, you can visit our website at www.themindrebel.com or visit us on Instagram or Facebook using the handle at the underscore mind underscore rebel underscore academy. And these links can all be found in the show notes below. If you like this episode, we would be so grateful if you shared it with your fellow Bold Dreamers. Until next time.